Talks with myself, Debbie Gray, and my colleague, Gary Jones. We often get asked about what the market is like, and what we thought we'd do is, is talk about what we've seen in the market um, from our perspective. And, and we've been looking at the placements that we've made over this time. Um, we've actually made um, 39 placements since we went into lockdown in March, um, which for me is, is really impressive and, and, and we're incredibly proud of it. Um, what do you think, Gary? Yes, um, it's interesting, isn't it? If, if I just do the quick glass half empty bit at the start, I mean, usually in such a six month period, we would expect that figure to be much higher, but we clearly are in unprecedented times. So if anyone had said to us in March that that would be the situation in September, we would have bitten our hand off, wouldn't we? Oh, absolutely. Uh, at the time, there was, you know, there was lots of negative, you know, ranging from doom mongery to quite genuine negative thoughts that the whole recruitment market would totally freeze. So actually, it's quite refreshing when you look back at those roles to show that things are still happening and our sector um, is holding up pretty well, you know, so far. You know, obviously, there's rocky roads to come on there, but you know, we, we should be very pleased. It's interesting, is when you look at the, the list of placements that, we, that we've got and you look at the stats, um, every functional area that we work for pretty much has, has we've placed roles into, yeah. you know, HR, finance, um, operations, etc. What's quite interesting is that, that seven of the placements, so that's a pretty large proportion of the placements, um, have an operations and transformational focus. Do you think this is a result of the economic situation that we're in? Or do you think this was a trend that was, that was happening anyway? Yeah, a bit of both. I mean, as you know, you know there were many firms already you know, looking at kind of looking at their operating models and trying to transform their business. You know, this has been going on for years, hasn't it? And, mm. and any firm who hasn't done it yet was going to do it at some point. Clearly, this has accelerated that. And if you hadn't already started to have a cold, hard look at how you do things and how things are structured, well, now for sure is the time to get on with it. So, so yes, um, we are seeing an uptick in that. And interestingly, of those seven, Quite a few of those have been the most recent ones. So, you know, quite a few months into this and people looking at how long it's going to go on for, firms have started saying, right, we need someone to come in and help us here because they've either decided what they want to do or they don't know what they want to do and need some help. So I can only see these sort of roles on the, on the up. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Also, it's, it's interesting... A large, another large proportion of, of, of the roles that we've recruited um, are in the sort of BD and marketing functional area, um, which perhaps isn't surprising given that, you know, finding business and winning business is, is crucial at the minute. But what was quite interesting is there's, there's a lot on the, the marketing communications and the branding side. Um, do you think this is, again, as a result of, of the sort of the, the, situ, the economic situation that we're in? Or, or again, is it, was this something happening before? Or what, is it a trend even? You know, is this just, you know, um, is this something that we're going to continue to see, do you think? I think it is. I think marketing business development has always been the most buoyant area, you know, and often where there's most turnover. It, it, as you know, I mean, sometimes that's healthy. That's the case because you bring in new ideas and and BD and bids roles. They've always existed and they'll always exist. But in terms of communications, I think a couple of things. One is that 
the importance of internal communications, client communications, corporate affairs, everywhere you look at is even more important at this time when people need information. And of course, you're, you're separated from your employees and your, your stakeholders. So I think there's been a real uptick in people needing to get messaging right and, and increase their capability to do that. Also, there's a constant battle for differentiation and to stay relevant as a law firm, because by definition, most do pretty similar things. And if you look at how the big four and, and other business sectors do their business development, it is through for leadership, it's through campaign management. And we, we already saw that coming through as a percentage to total, but you just sense that as time goes by, the importance of communications internal and external will grow. And finally, we've seen a number of, it, of communications roles being separated out of the mainstream marketing and BD function and reporting straight into whether it be the managing partner or the chief executive because of that vital importance of getting messaging right to keep people together and, and promote the brand most effectively. It's also interesting because, I mean, certainly we've had a number of conversations about this um, as to how firms have dealt with this period of time um, and how cl their clients, how our firm's clients will perceive those firms that either did it well or didn't do it well. And, you know, the communication that is out there in the market about that is, is also going to be crucial to um, attracting, you know, the best talent um, in a time when firms need to find that, that right talent to help them to grow again. Do you, yeah, do you quite, agree? Yeah, quite right. I mean, you know, we're not going to name them on this podcast, are we? That would be rather silly. But, you know, you and I know that, you know, you read, don't you, from afar as to who seems to be handling this all very well, because you hear things written and said about how they're doing it and, and you see stuff out there and, you know, some firms will come out of this, whatever that is, um, with their reputation much higher, um, their, their morale much higher, and to a large extent, that will be because of you know, how they've communicated, both in terms of frequency but quality, throughout the whole period. Mm -hmm. One of the other areas that, that um, has been actually particularly busy during this period of time is our finance function. Um, and arguably, it's been busier than, than, it, than it ever has. Um, and there's an argument, obviously, that, that firms, uh, you know, need, need to place an emphasis on financial resilience at the moment. Um, and maybe this is a reflection of, of the roles that we're recruiting. But, um, it, you know, I, I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, I, of all the functions, actually, we've had most director or chief role within finance. I mean, there's been four finance director or CFO placements made just in this six month period, which is pretty high for any period, especially for this period. So I think it just magnifies at this time more than ever, the importance of having someone at that senior end in a, in a finance advisory position, typically on the board. So if you, if you don't feel that function and the person on top of that function is the right person, firms have done something about it, and those people have, have come into the fore at this time because you know, survival plus growth is, 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 is more important than ever. So, yeah, I mean, whereas before lockdown and just as lockdown kicked in, we saw 
technology, we have an uptick of people needing to get that right. Now I think we've gone to the period where people are having a proper cold look at the numbers, you know, trying to model and forecast what's going to happen and need proper advice from their finance function. And that's led to what we're seeing, you know, quite a number of roles. It, you sense it's our busiest team currently. Um, and that, that's interesting. Yeah, and I, you know, and as you say, I'm, I'm sure it's set to continue um, as as firms, you know, find their way through this period of time. Um, we've also luckily placed a number of senior HR roles, um, and there's there's a particular role that we've placed, which we've we've actually never worked on before, um, which is a board level role looking after partner affairs for for a yeah. particular firm. Um, fascinating role and we've we've certainly seen them in the big four and the big four have had them um these sorts of roles for, for, for many years do you think it's a role that we might you know see a bit more of in the legal sector you, you'd think so and you probably hope so as well I mean, there's been so many different ways of skinning the partner hr um, cat over the years hasn't there you know there's the mm-hmm. partners looking after it um you know someone being given a partner HR responsibility at say manager level, very difficult role to do. And and going back in time, there was kind of people almost like ex civil service appointees who came in to look after partners and whatever whatever kind of was needed at the time. So yes, I I think there's another law firm I've heard of, haven't we, who are kind of thinking about this. You can sense um, these roles going to be on the, on the uptick. And as, as you also said, you know, if these roles exist in, in the big four and broader professional services partnerships, then typically, given a bit of time, you start seeing them appear in the legal sector. And once a couple of roles come in, you know, colleagues hear about it on peer groups and they're interested. So I think we will see um, these roles play a more significant part going forward, um, as well as and alongside the, the traditional HR director or chief people officer role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Often after, um, and, 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 you know, we've, we've been, we've worked through a couple of recessions, haven't we? So, so we've, we've seen, you know, often what happens after these periods of economic instability is that new job roles, new job types appear into the market. I was reading um, this week and, and, and saw one mentioned, which is, is a role to head up remote working, which is, which is very interesting. Um, and, and trying to manage that hybrid sort of organisation where yeah. you've got some people working at home and, and some people in the office. What other roles do you think we might start to see? Yeah, I saw that as well. Head of remote working. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's one well, the beauty of our job, I think, yeah, because, you know, recruitment can be kind of an administrative task at times. And if you're just hiring the same role over and over again, it, it can become mundane, but, we're privileged really and a lot of times now when we go to meetings or we're on calls people don't know what the job title is they're trying to hire because they're trying to change something and introduce something they've never done before and they talk about what they're trying to achieve and then we're all searching for the right job title to bring that to life so it just shows how roles and functions are evolving and that head of remote working, what a perfect example of every firm is trying to predict now what the future operating model is going to look like. You know, where are our employees going to be? Will, where will our office be? Will we have an office? 
Um, how do we ensure well-being development of people if we don't have an office and we don't see our people for a lot of the time? So every firm is searching for, and hence future roles are going to have different job titles to those that we've had before. I don't know what they're going to be actually, because you know, as I say, increasingly each role we do, we've kind of never done before, but they're iterations of things we've seen going on in, in other places. So it, it, it's exciting times. Um, you know, it, it, it may be actually going back to something we said before that one of the pluses, if there are any pluses from this pandemic is that firms have gone up a ladder in terms of executing thought and change um, where they where they should have done it previously but we're going along the line thing they'll just put that off for another day when they've been forced to go no let's have a proper think because you know our, our future success even our survival is depending on it so um, interesting times as well as challenging times yeah absolutely and i think you know you're right you know we over the years that we've been working um, within professional services and, and, and legal, um, we have, uh, over those times, seen new roles and, and we tackle them as they come in, don't we? Because yeah. we understand the sector so well, actually, it's, it's brilliant when new roles come in and, and we work out with firms often how they're going to fit and, and what, the, you know, what they're going to look like um, and where they're going to sit and responsibilities, etc. So, yeah, we're looking forward to it. And the other thing, by the way, on, on attraction of candidates is, you know, you know, people naturally are going to be slightly reticent now to move roles if they're in a job and, and if the firm's doing all right. But when roles appear that are so new and different and have a wow factor, i.e. people think, what does that mean? Or, my God, that sounds good. Then their attention is pricked and they're in touch saying, what's all that about? So it can also have a positive brand ambassadorial approach to go out to the market with something you, yes you need but to show that you're ahead of the game and you're thinking yeah absolutely one of the markets that we we believe and we've, we've started to see it and is the the interim market which mm-hmm. um you know we've we've done quite a, a, quite a fair bit in the on the interim side and in, in uh, professional services but but it's never really taken off um, in terms of there haven't been tons of roles on the interim side, but there's a definite sense that that's the way a lot of firms will want to go. Do you, do you think that's the case? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we, I mean, this is sample size. You know, 39 placements is not a big enough sample size to really draw that many conclusions. And I wouldn't say that the percentage of these roles that are interim is any higher than it has been previously, but you're right. All the, all the thinking and all the narrative is that going forward, as well as the increasing operating model transformation roles we've spoken about, an increasing number will be interim in nature, and um, either you know to because they're not people don't want to commit long term, or people genuinely need help in changing or or transforming something, and it has a defined start and end period. So, and even our business, we've we've had a little look at you know where we think future roles might be and we we think we, we might be needed as, as an outsource service for more more senior roles more more complicated roles and and an increasing proportion of those will be interim um, or consulting nature we think in time will tell but it kind of makes sense that that will happen yeah yeah absolutely 
I mean, we've had we've had a sort of less than positive message this week from yeah. the government, um, which you know is is hard to hear. But actually, it hasn't really been reflected in what we're seeing in our kind of day to day roles, and and we're certainly seeing an uptick in in recruitment, which is really great for us to see. Um, and firms, you know, they've they've proved that they can they can work in this way and I think that you know they, many of them are getting back to recruitment um, you know relatively normally again and and we hope that that uptick continues over the next few months but certainly the signs feel very positive at the moment um, yeah. Here, here. Um, and I think you know thank thank you for for giving us your insights um, it's it's something that we talk about a lot isn't it um, yeah. and and thank you to all of our clients who have supported us <laughs> over the last six months and I'm sure we'll continue to over the next six months it's been an interesting period of our lives but um but in some ways very rewarding um and you know we've learned a huge amount haven't we so yeah, indeed no, <laughs> uh, couldn't agree more no thank you and good luck everyone here's the next six months and um yeah we will uh, we will catch up again soon yeah thanks thanks Deb bye